take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. Joke of the day. What is the novel irony about characters in a book? Answer. The characters live, breathe, and move the story along in your mind. But the letters on the page never move. Thought of the day comes from Helen Keller. She was an American author, political activist, and lecturer. She was also the first deaf-blind person to earn a Bachelor of Arts degree. She said, The best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. Hello and welcome back to The Cerebral Podcast. This is episode 35. Thank you for joining me today. Preface. December is a month for the holiday season and a time to get ready for the new year. For the month of December, I have been talking about disabilities and literature. Today, I want to talk about the text world theory and the young adult novel, Freak the Mighty. It was written by Rodman Philbrick, and it enhances disability awareness and empathy through an unlikely friendship between two middle school students. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or ROPE, I will be talking about my cousin Christina and how our familial friendship has grown over the last several Christmas seasons. We had discussions of our different disabilities and management. All I ask is for you to listen for one or two ideas that you can take away from this episode. Now, let's get started. The text world theory is one way an author builds a relationship with the reader. It was developed by Professor Paul Wirth in the 1980s and 1990s. According to the article in Quality and Quantity, the International Journal of Methodology, it enables readers to interpret text, develop awareness, build empathy toward characters, thoughts, and attitudes. The article further explained that books provide windows by which children can look outside their own experience, and live vicariously through others. Children's literature in the early years of school has a great impact on a student's cognitive and personality development. In children's literature particularly, disabled characters provide a vehicle for combining disability awareness and character education. According to the article, reading children's literature about characters with disabilities can help students learn about disabilities. They also give an example to students 
of how to respect and accept individual differences. The three basic elements that a reader uses to build a relationship with a story are number one, identification. The reader identifies with the main characters and events in the story. Number two, involvement. The reader relates to the situation and feels emotional connections with the main characters. Number three, insight. The reader explores ways to apply the lessons learned from the story. Freak the Mighty was a young adult novel published by Rodman Philbrick in 1993. It was later turned into a movie in 1998. It tells the story of two friends with different strengths and weaknesses who help each other navigate middle school. Kevin, also called Freak because of his physical disability and crutches, becomes a tutor for Max. Even though he is physically strong, Max struggles with emotional issues and a learning disability. The two characters are outcasts to their peers. As Kevin and Max work together through tutoring, a friendship grows. The two friends combine their strengths. Max gives Kevin mobility after Max puts Kevin on his shoulders and in effect becomes his legs. Together, they follow the King Arthur Code of Chivalry. To quote the book, Max says, I never had a brain until Freak came along and let me borrow his for a while. And that's the whole truth. The unvanquished truth is how Freak would say it. For a long time, it was him who did the talking. Except, I had a way of saying things with my fists and feet, even before we became Freak the Mighty, slaying dragons and fools walking high above the world. Here is the movie clip that should give you more of a sense of the story beyond the book. There's a place I go in my head sometimes. You don't have to think about anything. When you're in the seventh grade and you look like Godzilla, you're gonna get the looks and you're gonna get the whispers. How do you fail the seventh grade twice in a row, huh? You notice we have new neighbors? What I heard is her son's been in some kind of special hospital. And that's how it started. Hey, what's the matter? Never seen a robot before? Hey, check out the March of Dimes. Think of it as a partnership. You need a brain, and I need legs. And the Wizard of Oz doesn't live in South Cincinnati. Kevin lives in this world of books and ideas. But I can tell you, Kevin would trade it all for a chance to be normal. Max Kane has given him that chance. My father was a magician. He heard the words birth defect and he disappeared. So I don't even know who my father is. I just know that's not who I am. And that's not who you are either. Now, these two knights are on a crusade to bring chivalry back in style. Their fur means to rescue and dragon to slay. Set the wrong things right and prove that courage comes in all sizes.
In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or Rope, I am going to talk about another Christmas experience. After I moved to Virginia from New York and New Jersey in 2003, I reconnected with my Aunt Barbara and Uncle Steve from Pennsylvania. In December 2013, those cousins offered to pick me up in Virginia on their way down to Florida. My parents lived in central Florida, about 45 minutes away from Orlando. In between Richmond, Virginia and Orlando, Florida, we stopped for a few days at my cousin Christina's house in Jacksonville, Florida. Growing up, I had seen Christina occasionally at family weddings and other family events over the years. We interacted very well because we both were pretty outgoing kids, but I hadn't seen her in years. I had spoken to her once since then when I called Sprint customer service and she happened to answer the phone. Since working for Sprint, she had gone back to college, graduated, and then got her master's degree in business administration at St. Leo University. She was very welcoming. Over the three days we stayed with her and her husband in Jacksonville, we reconnected and I discovered a deeper similarity that bonded the two of us. I told her about some of the struggles that I had going through school and fitting in because of my physical mobility issues. She shared that she had some struggles of her own with ADHD in high school. In college, she discovered that she had ADHD. Through some help and her support system, she was able to manage and leverage some of her ADHD and other challenges associated with it. She told me the story of being in a mall with a lot of people around. She asked her husband to stop. He patiently waited until she was ready to start moving again. I identified with her need to stop and absorb information because there were many times where I needed to stop. This was because my body was exhausted or just needed to recharge for a few minutes. We also shared some professional insights with each other because we were both involved in managing cross-functional teams. She worked at Allstate, the insurance company. One of the transformative ideas she shared with me was that a manager's job was to help the team remove barriers and make them more productive. This was something she learned while getting her master's degree. But one of the things I took away from the conversation was that negotiating or navigating around obstacles requires cooperation and assistance from people around you. Teamwork and leveraging strengths and weaknesses can move people even though that often cannot be seen or touched, but they can build character. I still carry many of those thoughts and conversation points with me. They are gifts or presence to me even at the present time. Reflections. One of the things that I learned and realized in this episode was about the text world theory and world building. And it's 
connection to building imagination, which, especially with this story, had multiple levels to it because Kevin uses his imagination to not only um, build his, his own world and reality beyond his disability, but he also uses his imagination to focus himself and to become some uh, become something more and someone more because uh, and that's com uh, that's common with some people with disabilities I know for me um, in grammar school I would be in gym class a lot of the time and just watching or not really participating and so what I would do is just play word games in my head and just imagine things and that's part of the reason why now today I do a lot of word plays and word games and word tricks even in my head um, so that's the biggest way that I identify with the character of Kevin having the dis disability. I actually stumbled across the movie in 2002 on TV. I was flipping channels um, in my room um, and all of a sudden I saw I was looking for something to watch and I saw this kid with crutches on on TV and for a second I thought it was a show but then I kept I watched it for a, a, a minute and I, and I saw the uh, it, it was a scene in the movie where the kids were using the basketball as a bowling ball and then uh, rolling the ball to not to knock Kevin over uh, off his crutches and I I was tra transfixed almost within the first couple minutes just because the uh, I had never heard about it or, or seen it before and the uh, and then when I uh, when I realized that it was a movie I I was just shocked because I I'm usually good when it comes to, especially when it comes to disability movies or uh, TV shows, and I was uh, just surprised that I hadn't heard about it. But it, I was uh, working at Nickelodeon um, when the movie came out, um, and somehow didn't end up hearing about it, and never really did. But it. One of the things that got that got me right away after watching, after watching on TV was uh, the the first scene was not only not um, knocking over, but also just the the way that this the story was more um, went back and forth between Max and. Kevin to really build a contemporary buddy story about 
just two kids that uh, knew they had their own strengths and and their own weaknesses, and then they just decide to um, work together and join forces to become um, something better. It uh, it reminds me for people who um, are familiar with Captain Planet, where they combine uh, they combine their uh, their strengths, and it's the other thing about it being a buddy story is that I very rarely do I see buddy stories, especially in uh, middle school or high school or college. Uh, movies about uh, f friends with dis with disabilities or I very rarely see that and so that was another surprise that I had and the uh, the March of Dimes once I heard the March of Dimes uh, in the uh, when I was watching the, sh the movie I was also, um, it immediately drew my attention to that, to that too. Uh, and the, the other thing regarding the, uh, imagination and how imaginative it was with the, uh, with Kevin and just the way that he created his own world and his own, in his own mind to get away from what he had to deal with physically sometimes. I like that it was both imaginative and also grounded in reality at the same time. It it really is one of uh, it's really one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite disability movie, just because it really shows the uh, individual strengths of each character, not just. What, not just one being dependent or helpless to another, but really balancing each other out in a way that is really powerful. And the the other thing that I uh, that I identified with, and um, podcast listeners will podcast listeners will understand uh, that in episode two I talk about. The Wizard of Oz and how important the Wizard of Oz is to me, and also the Incredible Hulk. And but with the mention of Wizard of Oz in, in the movie, and the fact that Max has trouble with his with his brain, it reminded me of scare, the whole Scarecrow and him trying to um, get him. Uh, to improve his uh, intel with Max and the difficulty that he had, he had learning. I really drew a comparison between the Wizard of Oz and Max because of the trouble that he had with his brain. So I really liked that connection that they made in the in the movie because. It really, sh it really showed that someone with uh, physical strength can uh, 
still struggle with different different issues. For those people who don't know, here's an interesting fact that Eldon Henson, the guy who plays Max, also he played Foggy, who is the uh, best friend of Matt of Matt Murdock from the Netflix show Daredevil. Daredevil is a Marvel comic book character where the main character Matt Murdock, um, because of a chemical spill, he becomes blind when the radio the radioactive substance blinds him, and uh, he then uh, develops superhuman powers that are related to um, sensitivity and awareness. Um, but he has, but he doesn't have any, he doesn't have vision. But he's able to develop develop uh, awareness in other ways. So it was just an um, an interesting um, dichotomy that um, there are two different roles over about a twenty um, a twenty year period. Uh, that involved disabilities. From what I know about the book, it's the closest story that resembles what I went through or what I dealt with growing up in school. And also the movie resembles what I grew up with and how I felt as a kid and, and some of the world building or some of the ways that I try to create my create my own reality because of some of the physical frustrations that I had so I would definitely recommend the movie and I would recommend the book too just because it the characters in the different situations they help depressurize and equalize the situations for one another. Thank you for letting me ramble. Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at the Cerebral Podcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast.